Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. family. Oh, I'm sorry. This is my second round. I forgot. All right. So I'm super happy to be here to share this message with you today. Um, It's actually the first, maybe second, because I preached this morning, but the first, let's say the first time that I preach in English in the church. So I hope you understand. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I was told that if you can't find a space, uh, we have a, the room 105. Uh, we, are, uh, we have a projector and the service is being uh, transmitted over there. So as most of you know, uh, Deanna and I, we, mo- we moved to the States about two years ago. And uh, I, I am originally from Brazil. I know we have a big Brazilian community here. Come down, guys, come down. <laughs> You gotta be careful, they have a lot of energy. Uh, but yeah, so I was born in Brazil, and when I was 10, I moved to Europe, Portugal, and then I lived most of my life in France. And then we, uh, I moved, we moved here about two years ago. I was, I was a pastor in Switzerland for seven years, so I've been moving around a little bit. But there's one thing that I, I learned to appreciate in the States, which is Thanksgiving time, and it's coming. And I feel like Thanksgiving time it's a, it's a time to rest, to recharge, but it's also a time to see pumpkins everywhere, <laughs> to eat that turkey and watch football. So that's kind of how I see Thanksgiving here in the States. So, um, but I think it's a, a special opportunity to connect and sit at the table with loved ones. And that's amazing. So today we are... Uh, we are continuing our uh, Psalm 23 series. And the verse 5, we read um, this. You anoint me, sorry, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. So when we moved here to this area, Deanna and I, we were div- visiting different churches like most, of pe- most people do. I think we have uh, this area we are uh, privileged to have so many options. And so we started going to churches and trying to understand with what church we would connect better. And so Deanna told me that a friend from college invited her to go to this church in Altamont Springs. And I remember uh, it was, it's the lighthouse community. And I remember going there and uh, when we got close to the church, I saw that door and I saw round tables. And there's one thing, uh, I don't know if you know this, but when you move to another country and you're trying to learn the language, the first months, probably weeks and months, you're trying, you're constantly trying to speak and listening. You get some headaches. Uh, that happened to Deanna when she went to France. And actually, I think she had a harder time because in France, French is hard, and so she was trying to learn. She, she used to tell me, hey, I get headaches. But the only difference is when you don't speak French uh, over there, uh, 
French people will give you a headache because they don't like it. So, but I don't have, I don't have to deal with that anymore. So, that's, so when I was going to that church, I was, I couldn't cross to the other side. I couldn't go over to the other side. Because in my mind, I felt that I had it coming. I knew that I needed to spend time with people. I had to interact with strangers. I needed to speak with them. And I told Deanna, baby, I'm so sorry. I'm going to stay in the car. I'm not going. And she, she, was, she couldn't understand, but she respected it. And I just didn't want to sit at a table with people. And so I felt alone in the car for an hour. Have you ever felt like that? Not wanting to interact with strangers, maybe feeling alone, staying in the car by yourself, not wanting to sit at a table with people that you don't know. The reality in America, and I, I believe in most countries, is that as we age, we tend to spend more time alone, okay? So time with partners, family, children, friends, and coworkers decrease as we age. And let me say, I think loneliness is a threat. Loneliness can be an enemy. And I, know, I don't know if you know this, but study shows that people who belong to small groups were more likely to engage in healthy behaviors, such as eating healthy or eating a healthy diet or exercise regularly. Let me show just two more. Another study found that people who belong to small groups were more likely to engage in healthy behaviors such as, I'm sorry, this is the other one. Let's go back. So, because I think this is very important. So, people who belong to a community were more likely to report feeling happy and satisfied with their lives. Okay? So, community life has a huge impact in our lives. And another one is more related with children that says, uh, children who lived in communities with strong resources and opportunities were more likely to succeed in school and in life. They were also less likely to engage in risky behaviors such as substance abuse and violence. Yeah, it's a reality. But let me ask you, what if community and family, it's God's most powerful tool for protecting us and saving us? What if relationships are the most important tools for transformation? Yeah? I'd like to do a language exercise with you. I'm gonna have to ask permission because this is a little bit different, okay? So I'm gonna speak in a different language and for those who understand, I'd like to invite you to interact with me, okay? All right. Alors, pour tous ceux qui parlent français, je me sens beaucoup plus à l'aise de parler en français. Euh, prêcher en français, pour moi, ça me met un petit peu en dehors de ma zone de confort. J'aimerais vous demander qui, dans la salle, comprend ce que je suis en train de dire. Est-ce que vous pouvez lever vos mains Ceux qui comprennent le français, levez vos mains, s'il vous plaît. Un, deux, trois, quatre, oui. cinq, six, <laughs> sept. Some people are saying oui. <laughs> OK. Wow. Je pense, un, peu, un petit peu, je pense que maintenant nous, nous pouvons nous, nous, nous connecter d'une manière différente. Ok, I'm going to stop that. This can be awkward. <laughs> yeah. So, how did that feel like to you? 
I think this, this exercise can be a little bit challenging for three reasons. So first, you're probably wondering, what was I saying? You're like, is it good, good things or bad things? And I understand because when we meet, when, when we see different people, when we try to connect with people, in the beginning, we have to build that relationship because we don't know. So we have to connect and build trust. Second, it can be a painful process because all of a sudden, those who didn't understand what I was saying, you felt disconnected. And that can play with your identity. And maybe other, for other people, they were more connected. It was, oh, I understand now. Um, and it's much more comfortable to speak in our own language. I feel much more comfortable preaching in French or Portuguese or Spanish, but I'm out of my comfort zone and I'm okay with that. But it is not easy. So we can face these challenges not only, to, uh, I'm using language just an example, but we can face this challenge uh, with different groups or with groups that have dif different codes of communication. Do you know that research indicates that meet, meeting strangers is one of people's biggest fears right up there with snakes, hairy spiders, or uh, public speaking? So it's a challenge for all of us. But listen, Jesus started a community of 12. We all know. They were a blessing to him, but sometimes they were not a blessing to him. And that's, that's okay. All communities, we have challenges, relationships. But one of the things that Jesus was always trying to address was, and the book, in the book of Mark, the author uses a, a sentence that is very interesting. I, I really like it. It's, he's always saying, using the, the expression, other side, go to the other side. And so the other side refers to uh, this area is the area where the disciples, they were, they were hanging out a lot, Galilee. Uh, most of people over there, they were like Jewish. And Jesus is trying to take them to the other side, to a place where we see more Gentiles or, or non-Jewish people. And what I would like to take you to three examples to see what happens with the disciples with Jesus when he tries to take them to the other side. All right, let's see the first one. So this is the first movement going from here to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, okay? So Mark 4, 35, we see them on their way to the country of the Gerizines, and the text says that a furious storm came up and the waves broke over the boat. And in chapter 5, it says, they went across the lake to the region of Gerizines, when Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. Interesting. Jesus is trying to go to the other side, but nature is against his movement. So it was not easy to Jesus to get there. But when he gets there, someone is waiting to be delivered, to be blessed. Sometimes we are afraid to go to the other side, but Jesus wants to use us on the other side. All right, let's see a second example, okay? So this time, it's from here to Bethsaida, okay? So in Mark 6, 45, we read, 
Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to Bethsaida because the wind was against them. I believe Mark chooses his words in the special way because he's seen this. And um, let me just say this. In other translations, this word made uh, can be forced or compelled the disciples. We can see that the disciples, they were resistant of doing this, going to the other side. It was not the first time. This is the second time. And they don't want to go because they are going out of their comfort zone. But again, nature was against them, and, but they ended up going. All right, third and last example. This is chapter 8, and now we are going a little bit up north, region of Tyre and Sidon, okay? And... In Mark 8, it says that, and this is, this is interesting. Listen to this. Jesus was serving at the table, feeding 4,000 people. Almost the same amount of hot dogs we served here last Saturday. <laughs> Keep that in mind. And the Bible said that he had compassion for these people. He fed them with what they had. And the people ate and they were satisfied. This is Jesus. This is what Jesus was doing. Jesus faced resistance, not only from the disciples, the waves, the storms, the Pharisees. And when you begin to cross over to the, to the other side, expect resistance. And that's okay. So going back to, to our verse in Psalm 23, verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Pastor Ken talked about this. Uh, you know, we are in the series. He, he was talking about the importance of the image of a shepherd here. The shepherd goes before the sheep and prepares the place. Make sure that up in the mountain where the sheep are going to rest and graze, he makes sure that it's a safe split space. They have, you know, everything is well prepared. And God is doing the same thing with David. It's preparing the table so David and his people can be nourished and refreshed in God's presence. But let me tell you something. Jesus, God's table, it's never empty. Every time that we see God's table in the Bible, that table is full of people. It's a place of communion, fellowship, relationships. And I believe it's a place for healthy relationships. And that, as an immigrant traveling and moving around a lot, I have to tell you, I'm convinced that healthy relationships are our greatest asset as human beings. So, um, I, and when I talk about relationships, just to be clear, I know my name is Freud. But now I'm not talking from Sigmund Freud's perspective, okay? <laughs> Just want to make sure it's not, it's not my fault. I didn't choose my name, okay? Uh, you can talk to my dad. Uh, and talking about dad, two months ago, my perspective on relationships changed a little bit, I have to say. Exactly two months and one day ago, this one came into my life. Is he here? And I think he's here, around here. First time he came to the church today. So this is Nicholas. 
okay? He looks like mom, cute. These are not my glasses. He can read without glasses, okay? This is just an Instagram picture. So when Nicholas was born, I, Deanna, actually, we spent three days at the hospital, and uh, it, was, it was a little bit tough. Uh, she, the doctors, they were medicating her, trying to induce her in labor, but she was not responding to the medication. So just, she had just a little dilation. Um, she had almost no contractions. Uh, so she had to have a C-section, and we were not planning, uh, we were not expecting that. So I remember going to the operating room, uh, and I saw eight people. Everyone had a, a specific task. And I, I was a feeling a little bit lost, I have to tell you. I know my task was after that. But um, I suddenly, I saw this big red baby getting oxygen. And I have to say, I used to hear stories from parents saying, oh, my, my baby is a blessing, and when I saw it, I fall in love immediately. That didn't happen to me. <laughs> I just, I was scared. I, I was not ready because I needed to make sure that baby would survive, and you know, I was not ready. I was not prepared to serve Nicholas. And that baby actually was a stranger to me at first. And I was not ready to serve him. But since then, I have to say that he survived. <laughs> he got, <laughs> yeah, thank mom. <laughs> and so I got to spend a lot of time with Nicholas. And he's, yeah, he's, he's not a stranger to me anymore, I can say that. I, I clean him, I feed him, I bathe him, I... And now, two, two, about two uh, weeks ago, I started like putting him this uh, lotion because, as you can see, babies they have a little bit of dry skin, but his skin is so perfect, and and I feel so happy. And I, I got to spend a lot of time with him, and now I can say that I can't wait to go home and see Nicholas, because I understood that in serving him, I this connection was created, and I love him so much that I could do anything for him. In the last part of verse 5 that we were, we were reading says, You anoint my head with oil. God is literally hydrating David's head and face. God's, God takes care of us. He's a loving father. And I was telling you in the beginning of my message that um, I, I stayed in the car. I didn't have the courage to go inside of that community. And I believe at that time, God was with me. He was anointing me. I was not alone. And I was really afraid to sit at the table with strangers because to me, strangers were enemies. And they were not. These people blessed me so much. And I went back to whole, uh, a Lighthouse Community and then I came to Whole Life, but let's go step, step by step. And I started attending, attending their small groups, and they had a huge impact on my life. They prepared me, actually, to come here and serve. And I believe friends and family, small groups and Sabbath groups are a great place for healing and integration. Social events like we do here, potlucks, lake days, 
barn party that we had the opportunity to sit at the table and serve a table of food like Jesus did. And that's a, a very, very, and, and I think it's at the center of our mission. And so here at Whole Life, we want you to feel like part of this family. We want you to find a place to serve so we can build relationships and turn strangers into friends and family. And I have to confess, for much of my life, for seven years I was working as a pastor, came to the States, for one year I was not working as a pastor. I was attending church as a member. And that changed a little bit my perspective because now my religion had, I, I was seeing, feeling religion from a different angle. I actually understand that the word religion actually comes from the, the verb religare, which means to bind, to connect. And now I can say my religion is about fellowship and communion. I do not feel called to change people's behaviors or, or habits. I believe I'm called to connect and serve. I'm called to prepare a table so everyone can find community, community and have communion at God's table. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for being the center of our lives. And it's because of you we are here. And uh, we stay here because of relationships. So I'd like to ask you a blessing uh, and for each family, each person, and for our church. Help us to be more, uh, have more re healthy relationships and be close together and understand what's the meaning of religion. We thank you so much for this opportunity to, to love you, to love each other, and to worship you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, church, thank you for loving me. I love you. Go love your world. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.